0: You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. I'm Angie, your host, and in the studio with me is Mr. Mark Bird with Revive Ohio. Hello there.
1: Hello, Angie.
0: We're in this wonderful series called The Heart of the Father. And today, we're really going to talk about Jesus' relationship with the Father, but that also gives a very clear indication about our relationship with the Father. Right. So in regards to the heart of the Father, I think it's important for us to really dig in and to know God's heart, because when we really understand God, then we understand all of the things that we should know about our identity. Don't you think that's true, Mark?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So where are we going to today?
1: Well, today we're going to dig into John chapter 14, and this is a really good picture, I believe, of the heart of our Father and through the Son you know, through God's Son, who is His only begotten Son, and that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. As we know, the Scripture clearly indicates to us, but really, what does that relationship look like from the perspective of our Father? Because there are so many people, and we've talked about this maybe on some subsequent shows, but there are so many people that just view God as this ogre, this tyrant, this ruler, this iron-fisted, mean genie. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Oh, absolutely. I grew up that way. Oh, yeah. And so maybe if we start to unpack this and see what the Scripture really gives us as a view of our Heavenly Father, I think that it will begin to show us His heart. And that's really what I hope the listeners begin to listen to.
0: I think that also we try to compare God to our earthly father. Uh, And if some of us didn't have a great earthly father, that's going to shape the way we see God the Father.
1: Yes, and many people, especially many young people that I've talked to in recent years, maybe haven't had any father figure mm-hmm. at all. Like in the home, there was no father around. And so they have no understanding of what that should be like, right? Right. And also then they don't know what they're missing. You right. see what I'm saying? Yes. And I think that... God wants to step in and be the Father to all of us, and He wants to show that, listen, I'm a Father who loves, and I'm a Father who gives, and I'm a God and a Father that provides. Hmm. And this is And These are some of the fundamental things that I pray that we unpack in the subsequent weeks here, uh, looking at the heart of the Father. So without further ado, I want to get into John chapter 14, starting in verse 8, Philip said to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Mm. And he's basically saying, well, if you would just show us God the Father.
0: That's all they knew from their scripture was that there was God.
1: That's right. And they were saying, Jesus, you know, show us the Father, and you know what? That'll be enough.
0: Jesus probably turned his head to the side and went, wait a minute, what?
1: (laughs) Well, it's great because verse 9 says, And Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. Jesus now begins to unpack, listen, I am representative of the Father on the earth. And here's what he says, So how can you say, show us the Father? Verse 10, do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me, does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. In verse 12, he says, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, That I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And lastly, verse 14, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Mm. That is the picture, to me, the perfect picture of what Jesus is trying to get the disciples, trying to get Philip to understand here. Listen, the Father loves you, and if you ask him in my name, because of his love for me, Mm -hmm. if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Like we are one. In other words, I am giving you access to the Father. And so, this is what I think we have to realize is because many times, Angie, I'm on the streets, I'm talking to people about Jesus, and they'll go, Yeah, I know about him. Yes, I've heard about him. Mm -hmm. Right. But do you realize your only access to the Father? is through Jesus.
0: right? And right. I
1: love this. He's saying, listen, you can ask anything, but if you ask the Father in my name, it'll be given to you. Mm-hmm. Because it is that a spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father, Romans tells us. And it's that sonship, that child of God calling on the Father. And that's what gets God's attention. Do we understand that to get God's attention, we turn our attention through the son?
0: And how do you reach
1: the heart of a father, Angie? Through the father's child, through the father's children. I
0: can see, you know, grown men who are fathers get completely wrapped around their child's finger right? because there's something about... That relationship.
1: Yeah, and we're using the son here, but really it's about a child of God. So, just exactly how you've described, I've watched daddies have their daughters wrapped around their finger, and don't you dare harm my daughter, right? That's when things will get ugly, right? right? But it's, do we understand, do we know and understand that God loves us, He loves His children, and the access has been granted through His Son, Jesus? Now, I want to skip over just briefly to Matthew chapter 7, because I think this gives us a little bit more insight into this father-child relationship and this is verse 11 of matthew 7 and it says if you then and this is jesus speaking to the disciples if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him and it's simply talking about asking but again once again angie I think one of the things that we need to understand is if we view God as this mean guy, ogre tyrant, we won't ask for anything. That's the whole thing. You won't ask for anything of someone that you don't think you have a chance of getting. That's
0: true. That's very true.
1: But if you understand the Father loves you and is waiting for you to ask— of course, verse 7 of Matthew 7 talks about ask, seek, and knock, right? Mm-hmm. He's saying to you, I'm inviting you to ask. Ask of me. Ask, and it will be given. Seek, and you'll find. Knock, and it will be open." Yes. But listen, if you have a skewed version of the Father, a skewed view of the Father, you won't ask anything. So what mm-hmm. will happen is you will stay an arm's length distance away from the Father. Because if you don't believe that you deserve it, Or that you've earned it, which we haven't earned it, but we have received it. We've received the right to be called children of God because of what Jesus did. Mm -hmm. And through access to the Father, he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So listen, I've forgiven you, so you should come to the Father and ask anything in my name, and it shall be given to you. So this is what I want to really have the listeners listen to today and and perceive and pray about, honestly. And listen, ask the Father in my name. The Scripture says in Timothy, there is one mediator between the man and God, and listen, it's Jesus Christ. He's the mediator. He's the representative of the Father. No one comes to the Father but by me, says Jesus in
0: Matthew fourteen six. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Can I circle back for just a moment to verse 10? Because something stood out to me while you were reading this. And he says, do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? So this is where it, to me, sometimes people get confused because we have a triune God. Right. Right? So he's saying, if you see me, you see the Father and I am in the Father and the Father is in me. So that makes it sound like two separate people, right? but then we're calling them all the same. And he even goes on to say, the words I speak, I speak to you. I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Right. So maybe you might want to help listeners understand. (laughs) Unpack that a little bit. Yeah, because right here we're talking like they're three separate people. And I mean, he even goes on to talk about the Holy Spirit later. Right. So how do we make them all one and all three separate at the same time?
1: So we know that through Jesus, all things were made. John tells us that. Hebrews tells us that. I want to take it all the way back then, uh, honestly, Angie, to Genesis, the very, very beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. The Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit was there. Yes. The Scripture tells us that all things were made through the Son, through Jesus. All things were made through Him. And of course, we know God. God the Father was at creation too. In the beginning, God said, Mm -hmm. let there be light. So they are one and here's what deuteronomy says hear o israel the lord thy god is one god yes hallelujah he is one god he is present in different ways. He is present in the Father. He is present in the Son. He is present in the Holy Spirit. He was at creation. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's still God. That is why he's making the statement here, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The Father is in me. We are one. We cannot be separated. And I think that hopefully will help clear up some things for people to realize that they are one and they cannot be separated it's the nature of god that binds all of them i've heard it described angie as as an egg the shell mm-hmm. the yolk and the white i've heard it described as water you have water steam and ice it's right all it's all, yeah. <laughs> all water right and it's still all god and but so they have
0: their different functions
1: they do that's a great Way to describe it. Different functions in this. And what we're talking about today, Angie, I would still return back to say if you want to get to the heart of a father, you would go through their child mm. because that is how you will strike the heartstrings of the father. And I believe that's the same in what Jesus is actually trying to tell Philip here.
0: So let's go ahead and bring in our testimony to kind of seal this point.
1: With me is a friend of mine, actually a recent friend of mine, which I have had the privilege and honor to work with and to preach with and to share with and to pray with in unity as we have continued on working with the body of Christ throughout the state of Ohio, Bishop John Jennings from Dayton, Ohio. Welcome to the program today, brother. It's an honor to be here. Thank you, Bishop Jennings. And as we discussed, we are unpacking this thing called the heart of the Father. And you know, we've been talking, Bishop, recently about understanding God. Man, it's really hard to understand God without understanding Him as Father, as our Father. That's right. So can you tell me a little bit, Bishop Jennings, about your understanding of uh, of understanding our God as our Father and and the importance and significance of that.
2: Well, as the majority of Christianity, I believe, round about ninety percent of of global Christianity, are what theologians call a term called Trinitarian. Okay, which means three in one. And the three in one is God the Father, Yep. God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Amen. And then we, we've taken that word Trinitarian and we cut it down to the root word Trinity. Right. So the Trinity is, as I said, it starts off saying as God the Father. And our Lord and Savior, Yeshua, his Hebrew name, in the Great Commission, he affirms that Amen. by Amen. saying, in
1: the name of the Father. I love that. And so it's talking about a relationship, Bishop Jennings, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's talking about a relationship, and I believe yeah. that the God, the Father... God is drawing us all to relationship with Him
2: through His yeah.
0: Son, through His yeah. Son. Yes, and sir.
2: That's in our ministry. We attest that He allowed the pandemic to shape the body of Christ, the church, back into that relationship of God, the Father, through His Son our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So this is a call to repentance. Oh, brother, it sure is. And in the repentance is the acknowledgement and the restoration, I feel like preaching, and the restoration (laughs) of that eternal relationship with God,
1: our Father. So, Bishop, tell me about... The heart of our Father. Tell me about your oh, understanding my God. of His heart, man. Oh, man! Great
2: question. Well, I believe my favorite verse in the Bible, in the Protestant King James Bible, sixty-six book. My favorite verse is the golden text of the Bible, or what they used to call the golden text of the Bible, which is John three sixteen. Right, and that verse highlights and it screams and it is just showtime God's heart. And it simply says, For God so loved the world. And me and my wife, we like to we like to stretch the the preposition word so. Yeah. And we say so love. I love it. For God so loved the world that he gave Gave what? His only begotten Son. That's the heart.
1: That is God's plan for mankind. So, Bishop, would you say that that verse then that you just shared, that that is the heart of the Father? It is. Yes, sir. The heart of the Father is love. God
2: so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Yes, sir. That is the
1: heart of God the Father. So our Father is a giver. It says he yeah, loves and he hallelujah. gives. Right? Yes, sir. So you would say, and you've come to understand that the heart of the Father is knowing that he loves and he gives. Yes, yes. You know, we've been talking about this. People misunderstand the heart of the father because a Mm -hmm. lot of people don't know God as that lover and that giver, but they know him as an ogre and as a tyrant and as this mean God, right? Right.
0: But listen, when you get
1: to know the heart of the Father, what happens then is you get to know the truth, and then the truth will make you free when you get to know that. When you get to know his heart, and that his heart loves and gives. His heart loves
2: frail, finite, sinful mankind. Mm. But through the cross, he doesn't see us in our brokenness. He sees us through our wholeness, but we cannot achieve our wholeness until we accept his son's brokenness on the cross. Come on, somebody. Yeah.
1: So, Bishop Jennings, I'm thinking this. Tell me mm-hmm. how the Father sees us through his son. He sees us in our purpose
2: and our destiny. He sees us as the sons and daughters of God. Matter of fact, I hear First hear John 3 It says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knows us not because it knew him not. And that answers your question.
1: It really does.
2: Because they didn't know who he was, who Christ was. They don't know who the Father is. And then 1 John 3, 2
1: says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. That's right. And so, Bishop, let me ask you this question. How important, like if you were raising up a very fresh, young believer in the Lord, you just begin to disciple a new believer in the Lord, Bishop, and how important would you stress it is to get to know the heart of the Father?
2: Well, in our ministry, we stress that every day, every day. There's no callings, there's anointings without a relationship with God, our Father. Amen. That's so true. He, he, and and in our relationship, my wife was whispering in my ear, and in our ministry, we teach that God is the God of relationships, and He's the God of right relationships. Now, what does right relationships mean? Right relationships mean relationship, human relationships that line up with His Word.
1: Yeah, so getting to know the heart of the Father is discovering His heart through the Word. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, yes, sir. Yeah, and so, Bishop, there are listeners listening today to this program Mm -hmm. and they would say, well, you know, I don't know that I know that side of God, or I don't know that I know that part of his heart. Then they
2: need to do two things. They can discover the heart of the father through the word and they need to get away from religion.
1: Oh, that's good.
2: And, and, and get with a spirit feel bible preaching bible teaching ministry amen so it's twofold it's personal accountability and then there's a corporate collection of faith oh that's good and also let me share this a lot of people don't know god as father because they were in the wrong spiritual environment
0: mm. or
2: the wrong spiritual atmosphere that didn't present God the Father. So I'm talking to people that have that, that experienced church hurt, and they walked away from their faith, walked away from their salvation, walked away from the body of Christ because of church hurt. And and that's understandable. But the church hurt doesn't represent who God the Father is. Oh, come on. God the Father is the prodigal son's father that saw him afar off
1: and had his arms open wide telling him to come on back home. And so do you think that he would receive him back now, brother? Absolutely. That's right.
2: Right now during this broadcast, if you have walked away from your faith, if you have abandoned your walk with God, you can turn around right now.
1: And God will receive you right now.
2: Immediately, yes. All it takes is a simple prayer saying, Father, forgive me. Or, Father, I repent That's of it. what I did wrong. And I want this relationship with you. Amen, Bishop. Hallelujah.
1: Yes. So, Bishop, yes, as we begin down this path, and you would mm-hmm. say, listen, How important it is to understand and get to know the heart of the Father. So let me hear from you, Bishop Jennings, how you began to understand the heart of your Father as well, my Father, your Father, our Heavenly Mm -hmm. Father. How did you go about getting to know your Father?
2: Wow, that's a
1: big,
2: loaded question. It came through a series of events okay because when i was living in another state i had suffered a bad church hurt and i too had walked away Mm. but i just felt this invisible hand pushing me forward and into new seasons and into kingdom connections and into ministry people who who saw god's hand on my life and then when I met my wife, she introduced me to the gospel of grace. Mm. So it is through grace that believers can discover
1: the heart of the Father. Amen. So you would encourage listeners today That if you don't understand that, you don't really have a grasp on that, you would encourage listeners to get in a fellowship with Mm like-minded believers that can help you, because that's really what I hear you saying. You need people to, we need people to help us, disciple us in the understanding of the heart of our loving, giving Father, as we started talking about in the beginning of this time. Yes, sir.
2: Can I read one more verse?
1: Yes, sir. Titus
2: 2, 11, 12 through 14 from the King James version. It says, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously and, go- and godly in this present world looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great god and our savior jesus christ who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people
1: zealous of good works. amen Amen, Bishop. Thank you. What a great exhortation that is, isn't it? Yes, sir. Calling us yes, to sir. the Father. Yes, sir. It's yeah. it's the heart of the Father beckoning us to, to yeah. do right, to live right, to be right, to be reconciled yeah. to God. Yes. Yeah so man as normal time flies when we're together and we're sharing the word of truth and bishop uh, i would love to have you back sometime again so we yeah, can talk some more honor. bishop thanks for coming on today and sharing Thank you your for heart. The
2: invitation and the opportunity
1: and thanks for taking us okay. to the word my brother yes sir the word works amen you've been listening to time to revive
0: Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Shine FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at shinefmohio.com. The Shine FM Podcast Network.